In this episode, we are talking about intuition and ego. This is a mini masterclass in what intuition and ego really are and how when you can learn to balance working with the powers of desire and fear, you can really enter into a powerful space. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jamie. Do you think we sound really amazing right now? I think we sound really fancy and professional. You think everyone can tell? (laughs) I would like people to tell us if they can tell. So we have a whole new setup. We have two microphones. We're together in the same room. It's like official. We have a whole fancy table set up. We're staring into each other's eyeballs kind of romantically while we're recording. We are, yes. So let us know if you guys can tell a difference. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping it sounds better. (laughs) I mean, we feel really cool, (laughs) but we hope you guys like it. Yeah. All right. This week, we are talking about intuition and ego, and I would like to... I would like for us to give a little master class. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I no, I think we need to just give credit where credit's due and that this is like your <laughs> whole thing. This is your whole thing. Yeah, but you know a really lot about this. I definitely do from you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Heather's forte. This is what she was put on this planet for. Yeah, I get really excited and I get really passionate about everybody understanding it. And I I think a big part of this podcast is you and I being like, intuition isn't just woohoo, crazy, cuckoo stuff. Like, let's make it real so you can actually use it in your life. Let's like, we look at the history of it. We look at how our ancient ancestors do it. Like, let's actually make it something that you can use and not just something that we talk to the dead, do yoga and drink green smoothies about. Right. And the same goes for ego. I mean, we have yes. we have definitions of that. It's used in very different ways. Um, it's usually very different than what we actually mean by it. Yeah, exactly. You can't have intuition without ego. No, and you don't need to kill the ego. No, no, no. The ego is so important. Yeah, you exactly. We just yeah. need to shift around how we use it. Right. So I hope that you guys listen to this episode and understand how Jamie and I view intuition and ego and also how you can actually use it applicably in your life to understand how you work. Right. I think this is going to end up being one of our foundational episodes that you that we refer people to. Mm. That like if you're starting on this journey, if you need a refresher on like what this whole thing is about, what this podcast is about, but like what life is about, this is sort of one of the starting steps. Yeah, only took us till season four. To get it, exactly. Right. <laughs> we're ready now. Right. Okay, so let's, we're going to talk about both intuition and ego. Yep. Both are really important. Let's start with what intuition really is. Yes. Now, if you've listened to many episodes, I'm sure you've heard all of this, but I don't think we've ever spoken in great detail about what intuition truly, truly is. No, I mean, we reference it all the time, but we've never really comprehensively gone over it. Okay. So the official definition is that it is knowing without conscious reasoning. Right. Exactly. Now, that is the right definition. That is true. But it's also like 
so general. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm just going to give you an example that isn't woohoo of what mm-hmm. intuition is. Anytime you get an idea. Yeah. That's intuition. Yes. Okay. You get an idea all the time. doesn't mean it's a good idea. Right. Just an idea. Anytime you get one, that was your intuition. Anytime you're, this happens to me in the car. You're just mm-hmm. like, how did I get on this train of thought? Where did this start? Same. That's intuition. Right. You got brought there. Right. You didn't consciously think something out. Um, Anytime you feel any sort of emotion about anything, Mm -hmm. that's intuition. Right. Because you didn't consciously think about feeling happy or feeling sad or feeling frustrated. You just got there. Right. That's intuition. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is the energy of love and desire. It is. Yes. When I say the energy of love, people get a little uncomfortable. Well, I think they get uncomfortable with desire too. Well, I think (laughs) think we need to talk about both. That's a good point. (laughs) When we say the energy of love, I'm not talking about romantic love. No. That's included. Mm -hmm. But I just mean loving anything. Right. Like it could be a plant. Yeah. It could be a friend. It could be... I just showed Jamie that there's a bird's nest out front of my house and I can see into it from the window and see the little eggs. I love that. Yeah, that's love. Yeah, anything that you're like, this feels great. I love this. That's what we're talking about. That energy is what intuition is. Exactly. The energy of desire. Now, our culture Mm -hmm. has taken desire, that word, and made it like naughty. It's sexualized somehow. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Not that Why? there's anything wrong with sex, but no. desire isn't just about like, I, I don't know, I feel like it's like in a romance novel, like you have to say it with like this kind of voice, like, <laughs> I desire you. Like That's not, desire just is wanting something. I think you should do books on tape. <laughs> is that still a thing? Or do they not an call audible, it that anymore? It could be audible. You could be an audible yeah. book reader. Yeah. Okay. I nominate you. <laughs> Yeah, desire, when people hear it, they think you mean sexually. And we do, but not just that. No, but the problem is that desiring something is really powerful. Right. Because you then like set your sights on it, you go after it. And so to make desire a bad thing or a naughty thing, it keeps people really disconnected from their own power. Like that's intentional. That's intentional that, that you feel a little squirmy when you hear desire. Yes, but desire is the driving force of your entire life. Right. It's the reason you get up out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So when you make it uncomfortable, like you're saying, you take away people's ability to have power in it. Right, exactly. And so then there you go. So anything that you want, Mm -hmm. that you're like, I want this, or maybe you already have it, but you want it to be different or more, or having it... Anytime that you're like, the way I feel is not exactly the way I ultimately want to feel. Right. That's desire. Right. And it can be sexual, sure. That all falls into intuition too. Yes. But it could also just be for hash browns. Yeah. Or to, or to like make money or to get something. It doesn't... Or to sleep good. Right. Or to feel happier during your day. Right. To feel peaceful. Yeah. It, literally anything. For a piece of chocolate. Yeah. For coffee. fancy microphones. Yes. Coffee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of that is desire. Yeah. Desire is also this sort of feeling of like, it has different levels. Right. So sometimes people get caught up when it comes to intuition and like understanding what their intuition is telling them because they're like, well, I do like this, mm-hmm. but I think I, I want more, but I, it's not like the, what I have is bad. Right. 
And they get like really stuck there. Yeah. But your intuition is always seeking more. Right. So if you're like, well, I like my job, but I want to love my job. Is that selfish or that feels funny? No. Well, because we've been taught not to desire things. Exactly. We get all, we get all caught up there. Right. Okay. Intuition comes from like what we describe as our soul. Yes. I'm not trying to get all woohoo on you, but you do have a soul. Of course. Of course. Yes. (laughs) So that's where your intuition is like generating from. Right. And if that's a hard visual, you could think of from your heart. And I think it would give you the same sort of energetic thing going on. Yeah. That would work. As long as you're not thinking heart chakra, that would not be correct. Correct. But I think a lot of times what we describe as like from our heart, we actually mean from our soul. Definitely. So if that shift in definition helps you, there you go. Right. Okay. Intuition's job, what it seeks to do, obviously it's love and desires the energy, but it's it wants everything to be connected. It wants you to see everything as one. Yes. So I know that sounds cheesy. It is cheesy, bro. <laughs> like I can't make it not cheesy. But you think of it this way. When you see another person, your intuition is telling you your likenesses. Well, I think it's only cheesy in the frame of like this modern world. <laughs> Again, we've been taught that that stuff is cheesy because that's where the power is. And it's also been fed to us via cheesiness. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I was thinking of it. cards or like corny songs or something like that. But really, like if you look back at like, especially probably like native tribes or like pagan Mm -hmm. cultures, Mm -hmm. it was all about that. Right. It's like... I think what really gets me with this is that there's this part of like modern spirituality or whatever that like makes this oneness part almost like in toxic positivity. Agreed. I agree. And so when people start talking about like we are one, I kind of want to slap them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I think that I think that because people use that as a way to shut other people up. It's like yes. you're forcing tolerance. Yeah. On, on like on your abuser. Oh, excellent point. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. we're all one. Like we need to see the other side. Like Yes. But a lot of people in this country are identifying the other side as their abuser. Right. So right. we don't need it's like it's, so it's been sold to us in this really gross way. That is 100% why it makes me uncomfortable. Right. You you articulated that better than I had even right. thought it out. That's exactly right. So What I want you to understand when you hear that is that it isn't going and going like, we are exactly the same thing. We are one. I have 100% empathy and you can do whatever you want. Right. Exactly. It's saying there is, we're connected. Yes. There are a lot of things alike about us. Right. And intuition will seek to find those things. Yes. You know, when you meet someone new and you instantly start trying to like them. Yeah. Okay, that's because that's what your intuition is doing. It's like seeking the common things. Exactly. There's That's the oneness. I mean, it only makes sense that you would do that. Yeah. Right? We aren't all one consciousness. No. You don't need to let anyone be an asshole. No. No. You don't need to agree no. with everyone's bullshit. Right. You can argue with anyone you want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. Also, like, the connection to everything. Yeah. So... This is cheesy, but we all have those moments where like suddenly you're like, I feel so connected to the trees. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Me too. I I love that. But like that's intuition. Intuition recognizes that that there's this real likeness, like we're all of the earth. Like it sees that sort of thing all the time. 
Right. It's almost like you're shedding your humanity for a second and realizing that you're like a part of this bigger thing. Yeah. And you know, it also, it makes me think of like these other little moments where your intuition kind of like takes over you for a moment. Mm. And like, this is probably a weird example with the state of our country right now. Mm -hmm. But do you remember like five years ago when you would hear someone sing the national anthem? Yeah. (laughs) And it would give you this almost like emotion for a minute when you looked around and it was like, oh my gosh, look at, we're all connected. I'm actually like that anytime people sing together. Oh, yes. Like in a parade or like in a concert. Like I feel that like, yes, like, and that's just like when you realize that you're a part of something bigger. Yes. Or even when you hear a song and it's like, this person is singing about my life and they don't know me. Right. That's like your intuition just like vibrating through your body. Exactly. It's a beautiful feeling. Yes. Yeah. The other thing I would say, if you're like, what is intuition's job? Mm-hmm. I don't really know that things need a job, but this yeah, is just I mean, our modern day way of speaking. Yeah, that's capitalism's yeah. way of <laughs> assigning value. Okay. Right. So here, job as like what its tasks usually are, not necessarily what its productivity right. connected to its worth is. Right. Um, fulfillment. Yes. Happiness. Mm-hmm. Growth and purpose. Yes. No, there was like offshoots to all of those. Right. I could talk about each of those things individually for a whole podcast episode. Yeah. I won't do that. <laughs> right. But I will say that like fulfillment doesn't mean fulfilled once. Yes. It means like, oh, right here, I don't, there are pieces missing to what I want. You're going to always want more yeah. or something else. Exactly. You're designed right. that way. You're right. also shamed for it. Correct. Which is don't even get me started. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. But that's important to like always be seeking a better experience. Right. And some of us, very intuitive, very empathic people, especially indigos, Mm -hmm. see our episode on indigos, crystals, and rainbows, if you want more on that, are literally designed to seek the best experience all the time. Yes. And we constantly do it. So that is what your intuition does. Right. So if you're kind of getting mad at your intuition because it can't just sit happily in like one place, Mm -hmm. you're going to be mad at it forever. Right. It's not designed to sit still. No, you're not designed to sit still. No. And that that connects to growth too, right? right. Like you're always looking to be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why you see highly intuitive people doing so much self-development work all the time. Right. You know, and that's mm-hmm. why, again, it could be a whole episode of like why there's so many sketchy cult-like things going on because they're sort of taking advantage of that sort of need that highly intuitive people have. Right. And again, when we're saying highly intuitive, it doesn't mean that some people are not. It means like you're more intuitively intelligent or you have more access to your intuition than maybe somebody else does. Right. Or you've been working on it when other people might not be. Exactly. It's sort of like emotional intelligence. You can also have intuitive intelligence. Yes. That's what we mean. All right. When it comes to your intuition and ego, I think one of the most common questions I get asked is how do you tell the difference between the two? Always. Once you know, it's easy. Right. Once you see it or hear it or feel it, whatever your your Claire is. I'm trying to be more inclusive in our Claire's. <laughs> Whenever that becomes obvious to you, you won't really question it again. Right. But let me give you some tips to start to discover it. Okay. First thing, your intuition always answers first. Yep. 
your ego, which we're going to talk about in a minute, is always responding to your intuition. Yes. It doesn't have its own original thing going on because it has to use conscious thought. So it has to have something to think about. Right. Your intuition doesn't do that. Yep. Your intuition is just in the experience, very present. Right. It is quiet, does not repeat itself. It's just boom. You feel, you know, you see, again, whatever Claire is like, or Claire's are your strongest are going to be the ones. We have a whole episode on that too, if you need help yeah. with your Claire's. But depending on your Claire, that can also be very subtle. It usually is very subtle. I mean, if you're clairvoyant and you're literally seeing something, it might be more obvious. But if you're, if you have a different Claire, it, it might be just a very subtle awareness of something absolutely especially if claire cognizance is your number one which it's jamie's number one so i know she can speak to this you're just going to suddenly know something right and it's easy to talk yourself out it's easy for your ego to talk yourself out of that yeah and you can write it off pretty easy because it's just suddenly there right yeah absolutely again it doesn't repeat itself your ego does your intuition's just going to be like boop there you got it you know it you know, right. you'll feel it. It's to me again, clear cognizance. I mean, clairvoyance is mine. Clear cognizance is my second. So I see everything. Right. So my visual example to that is just sort of like a bar being set, mm-hmm. and then everything else is either aligning or not aligning to that bar. Okay, that's what the bar is. The intuitive feeling that just happens. Oh, okay. Okay, and then your ego is gonna react all your emotions about other things are going to react so for example if you suddenly got this intuitive download that you needed to leave your job and do something Mm -hmm. else okay your ego is going to respond to that and then everything else in your life is going to start reacting to this new bar right Right. so you're going to think about your kids how are they going to react you're going to think about uh money what's that going to be like like it's just going to keep going and everything's now going to try to align to this new bar right does that make sense yep okay you also know your intuition's right or true instantly. Yep. You doubt it later. Right. When it happens, it you you really know because it's it's like at first it feels good. Yep. And then it feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> Once your ego gets in there, right? Exactly. Okay. So it's quiet. It's just a knowing most of the time. Again, depending on your Claire, it's going to your main Claire's. It's going to come in differently. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just there. Right. Just like a little whisper. Right. All right. That's sort of the main elements to the intuition. Let's talk about the ego. I feel like the ego is very misunderstood. And I would like to start a campaign that's like, let's not post things about being mean to our egos. Even before that, like some people don't even, they mean like being egotistical. Yeah. Like thinking about yourself or being conceited or something right because thinking about yourself is bad apparently (laughs) yeah i mean that's what we've been told right yeah so when you hear people being shamed like that or saying like oh that person has a big ego Mm -hmm. what they mean is like that person does a great job looking out for themselves right that's not a bad thing no it's been twisted now yeah you know exactly exactly people see it as like a selfish thing yes yeah don't even get me started. That's that's not what the ego is. Right. Okay. Here's the official definition. Mm-hmm. Conscious thinking, a person's sense of self-esteem and importance. Okay. Okay. So what I want you to hear is like consciously thinking about how everything relates to you. Yes. That's what your ego is. And how to keep you safe. Your ego's whole entire job is to keep you safe. So it is the energy of fear. Right. Okay. 
Now, before you start being like, well, I don't want to be afraid. (laughs) This sounds terrible. Right. You have been conditioned in a society Mm -hmm. that has taken your ego and celebrated it and molded it into something it's not. And it's constantly telling you to run everything through fear. Mm -hmm. Every patriarchal system around you uses fear to control you right and not just fear like life or death fear but like fear of judgment fear of rejection fear of abandonment like all that stuff think of your ego as just always trying to keep you safe and using fear as like a way to give you information to make decisions about what to do to stay safe right i mean the ego is what kept cave people alive yes like running from a woolly mammoth Mm -hmm. like like that base primal yeah live survive mm-hmm. that's the ego yeah you need it right you do need it you really do if you were just intuitive and you didn't have an ego you would be so dead so fast yeah it, it would be dangerous yeah because you wouldn't have anything to help you be safe in the life you're in exactly so ego is very important yeah When you hear people saying bad things about the ego or feeling like they have to do something to hurt their ego or kill their ego, Mm -hmm. what's happening is that there's some system around them that's trying to control them with fear. Right. That is a red flag for me. Anytime I see anyone using language, especially that they're teaching stuff or coaching or whatever, and they're like, let's kill the ego, get rid of the fear, no fear or whatever, red effing flag that you are going to be manipulated right and like i i get the premise of that Mm -hmm. right that you want people to be more powerful and not be like trepidatious or making decisions like right from a from a a bad place or whatever whatever this the pitch is i get that Mm -hmm. but it, it reads to me like that person doesn't actually know what they're talking about they don't actually know what they're talking about or they're trying to manipulate you. That too. Yes. There's two of those things. <laughs> right. I I think <laughs> I think quite often it is they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. But I also think anytime you look at anything culty, we have an episode on that too. We have two of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We do. <laughs> um, that is people using fear yeah. and they're right. manipulating your ego. Absolutely. Yeah. So- What you want to understand is that it isn't about getting rid of fear. Should you live in fear and everything be ruled by fear? No. Right. Well, because in that situation, in say like, I mean, obviously that's extreme, but in a cult or Uh even in like a cult like MLM or something, what that person's doing is your ego is red flagging you. Right. And when that person, that leader, that whoever that person is, when they can't actually logically explain why they're doing things to you. It's easier to just be like, do you want to live in fear your whole life? <laughs> I mean, if you're asking me that question, yes, I do. Right, you but know what I mean? Yes, like, I, I 100%. So that's yeah. how you like avoid being honest and being factual and actually backing up your claims is mm-hmm. being like, you just need to, you need to live without fear. Go, right. you know, stop, stop dragging your feet. <laughs> right. Exactly. What, how you actually want to live is balanced right. in desire and fear. Mm-hmm. If you have your intuition and ego balanced, that's where you're going to have great success or happiness or fulfillment. The things that you're looking for are going to happen. You're going to enjoy your life more. All of that. That's those two things balanced. Right. So you need a balance of the two. Most likely, if you grew up 
in this country, and I guess unless you're a time traveler or something, you (laughs) grew up conditioned to use your ego and to use fear all the time and that that's more valued than using intuition. Right. Also a, a sort of interesting thing is that the parts of you that make you quote unquote selfish are actually your intuition. Like what? So if, if someone's like, oh, you're only looking out for what you need. Right. That's actually your intuition. Yes. Perhaps maybe you didn't use your ego enough to look at the fear of maybe not being accepted or heard correctly by a person. Right. But your intuition is actually the thing that makes you like yourself. Yes. Your ego is actually the thing that takes you away from yourself. Exactly. So I think that's an interesting mislead. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Your ego comes from your mind. Yes. So another question we get asked a lot is like, oh, when you, when somebody dies, do they take their ego with them? Oh. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) but they really separate from it. So if you're, if you're communicating with like a spirit, for example, they're not bringing up any fear. No. They still have an understanding of their ego. What the visual I see or the way that I interpret it is that when you get over there to the other side, whatever that looks like, you sort of go through all the stuff that your ego's picked up and learned and maybe didn't finish working through. Right. But you're not, I've never had a spirit be like, you know what, give that person a hard time for this minor silly thing they did in 1985. (laughs) I think that's a very good point. I do. I think spirit, I think you leave that here. I do. I, I think, think you keep yeah. the knowledge of you it. You take the lessons. Yeah. But you're not, spirits aren't holding on to the bullshit you think they are. Like if you're like, oh my God, I never told, you know, my grandmother that I liked her apple pie. She probably pissed at me over on the other side. Right. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Spirit's not holding grudges. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Okay. Separation and disconnection or what your ego highlights. Yes. Okay. So when we talked about intuition and like, we are one, right? Mm-hmm. Your ego's job is to actually show you where things are different and where you're disconnected from people. Right. And not because it's an asshole. Right. Because you need to know that. Absolutely. So it's simply information. Right. Again, we are conditioned in a culture where everything is ego. Ego is all the value, not intuition. Mm-hmm. So we're really trained to look for differences. Good point. So a lot of times our sort of default is to look at someone and see the differences. Or like what makes me better? Yes. Or you lesser? Right. Where do right. I stand? Mm-hmm. Are my differences okay and theirs wrong? Right. That's all just getting like really tied up in ego and not having enough intuition next to you to like be in your own feelings. Right. Exactly. So separation and disconnection. But again, I know those sound like negative things, but having that information is very, very valuable in keeping you safe. Absolutely. So you need to know those things. Its job is to keep you safe protect you from pain, and like literally keep you alive. Exactly. I got to tell you, on your ego's list of priorities, staying alive is really not that high. (laughs) No, you mean staying happy? No, alive. Really? Yeah, I would say it's much more, most people's egos are much more worried about the three universal fears. Yes. Which are rejection, abandonment, and being seen as a fraud. We have episodes on that. You can check those out. But I would say most people's ego spend more time on those things and protecting you emotionally then it really stresses about keeping you actually alive well and that's why the ego doesn't care 
if you're not happy. It's not its job. Like you can, that's why people stay in relationships they aren't fulfilled in. That's why people right. stay in jobs they hate. Right. Because it's, because we're trained to just listen to our ego. So we're mm-hmm. like, we need to get paid. Like, or this is the only place we're going to find love. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're there. It's always scanning for that rejection, for the abandonment. And so it would rather keep you in a place that it's aware of and that it knows it can survive in mm-hmm. than to your intuition's pushing you yep. to find something better that where you're going to feel more fulfilled. Yep. And your ego's like, no, no, we, we know this place. <laughs> this is safe here. It might not be awesome here, but we're alive and we're, we're functioning and yeah. like, and, and we know what to expect. Exactly. Here's my example of how your ego works. And mm. if you're a parent, I think this will help you. But even if you've ever had to babysit a small child, I think this mm. might help you too. Okay. You know, when your kid is like two years old, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about in a minute how their ego has, hasn't really kicked on yet. Right. <laughs> okay. So in order to keep that two-year-old safe, you have to keep them like contained in an area. Yes. Okay. Right. So if you're at your house with your two-year-old, you're going to feel a lot safer with your two-year-old. Right. If you're in your living room, because you've got the safety things up, you know what to look for, you know where to sit, you know what the risks are in the room, you've assessed it all, you've gotten rid of all the little small things they could swallow. You know how they behave generally in this area. Yes, you put the little things on all the corners, you know, those little soft things from them hitting their heads. You've done all the things. Right. Okay. (laughs) But if you only stay in your house with your two-year-old, mm-hmm. your your mental and emotional state is gonna go real, gonna go down Intense, real fast. Right. So is theirs. Correct. Okay. So then you're gonna want to venture out. Mm-hmm. But when you're out, you're gonna have a ton more fear. Right. Because you don't know the landscape. Yeah. You go. Let's say you go to someone's house you've never been to, or right. you go to a park. You even if you've been there before. You've never been there with a two-year-old. So now you're consumed with all these ways to keep them safe. Right. Now, listen, your ego would rather you stay at home. That makes a ton more sense. Right. So it's always going to root for you to stay in your living room. Yes. But your intuition's going to be like, hey, we've been in this living room for two months. We like, get more. us out. Right. Like, we need to go experience other things. And so if you only stay in the living room, right. you're going to be sacrificing your how you feel. Right. You're safe, but you're unfulfilled. Yeah. So it's about balancing being in the living room and being out in the world. Right. right? That's your ego's always thinking you're a two year old that wants (laughs) the bumpers on the the sharp edges. Exactly. So you have to hear it that way and understand that that's that's its way of keeping you the safest. Again, we live in a culture that values safety over desire, Mm -hmm. over being happy. Right. When were you ever taught how to be happy? Never. Of course not. People even say, like, what does happy mean? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) You should know. It's a feeling. You you know what it means. You can feel it. Yeah, and it's like we're sold that we're supposed to go search that. Yeah. But we're actually then fed all these tools of ego. You're actually baseline is happy. Right. Things take you away from that. You're not always going to be happy. That's toxic positivity, not saying that. Right. But your baseline for every single person is happy. Now, does that mean that every single person walks around with a happy baseline? No. no. There's tons of other things that are at play. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But everyone's default when they're born is happy. Yes. That's what you are. Right. You're just designed that way. Yep. Things make you unhappy. Right. And then your whole system seeks to bring you back to happy. Exactly. That's what that is. Yeah. Okay. Another example of like your ego would be like if your brain says like, what should I wear today? Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Now people get a little stuck here and this is why I use this example because <laughs> if you're like me and Jamie, this can be a problematic question. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what should I wear today is a thought about, it's a conscious thought mm-hmm. and it's a thought about when I go out into the world, what should I have on? Okay. Yeah. And now what's going to happen is that your ego is going to then do what it does and run a million scans at the same time. Exactly. It's going to think about how you want to, how you want to look to other people. Your intuition's probably going to vocalize something to you when you ask that question. Like, well, we want to feel like this. Okay. Exactly. Maybe I want to feel like myself. I want to feel like I look really cute today. I want to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Your intuition's going to say shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Your ego is going to be like, is this appropriate for where I'm going? Are people going to judge me? Did I wear this outfit last time? Right. Like What's these... so-and-so going to think about this? Yes. Right. Is this is this mm-hmm. cool enough? Is this trendy enough? Mm. Is this is this bobbly necklace still in style? I don't have a bobbly necklace, but I'm just giving you that as an example. Yeah, right. But, but I think that people, I think this is a great example because actually those two voices can be hard to distinguish from each other i think i think you're right your intuition is going to say we desire to feel like this right and it's only going to tell you how it wants to feel right your intuition does not give a single shit about what anybody thinks of you right it does not your ego will say hey we hear what your intuition wants and here are the things that could take you away from that Right. Or these are the problems with feeling like that. Yeah. Okay. You want to feel like you are put together, trendy, and just like yourself when you Mm -hmm. walk in somewhere, right? Your Mm -hmm. ego is going to go, well, what if that isn't actually trendy? Or what if when you walk in, everyone else is more dressed up than you? Or Or what what if if you look like you're trying too hard? Yes. Or what if you can see your muffin top when you sit down? Mm. These are the things. Your ego isn't just creating this. It's responding to how your intuition wants to feel. Right. Okay. It isn't just going to automatically go, here's a bunch of shitty things to think about yourself. (laughs) It's going, this is why you might not feel like that based on evidence from your life. Right. Some of us, when we go to get dressed, have a lot more ego BS going on based on our past experiences in our life and the things that we choose to believe are connected to our self-worth. Right. Some people get dressed in the morning, I think, I think maybe they're mostly male and they don't really have much ego time there. No. Maybe it's like a what's appropriate for the weather. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's appropriate how, for my job. I feel in this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm it's not trying to belittle anything right. for anybody, right. but it really just depends. Right. There was a time in my life where getting dressed was a process that I usually cried during every day. Mm. So it just depends where you are. That's not the case anymore. Thankfully. Yeah, but I'm just saying, right? So, but that isn't because it's all ego. It's because your ego has all this stuff that needs to be worked through. It's created all these stories, all these things that are like taking you away Mm -hmm. from all this stuff. Right. So that's what's going on. Okay. That's my example. Love it. Okay. So here's how your ego sounds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, we're trying to distinguish between your intuition and ego. I, I think it's important to know, I don't know if you're going to bring this up later, but I really think one of the things you taught me that's so helpful is learning to distinguish between those two voices. It really, really is. Like when you're saying this is how your ego sounds, I really think that's very important. I know you're yeah. giving it as an example, Yeah. but I now know that I can now tell the difference between 
the voices in my head. <laughs> it really is life changing, to is. be honest, because your ego is not a truth teller. No. And your intuition isn't either. Right. They're just information. Right. And you are at the set. You have both of these things. They like work for you. You're like, right. you're like the boss. If we're, if we're living, living in a capitalistic society, you're the head of the table. Right. And on your sides are your intuition and your ego helping you run your life. Yep. But you've given the ego all of the power to make decisions about things that has no idea how to do. Right. Your ego does not know how to make you feel anything exactly. other than fear. Right. It, it's only interest is keeping you safe. Your intuition doesn't give a shit about you being safe, but it's only thing it wants is for you to feel fulfillment and happiness and, and like look at the stuff you're desiring and go for it. Don't you think it's interesting that they're in this society on either end of the spectrum People are so resistant to have both voices. Yes. Like obviously in this like sort of muggle capitalistic, you know, patriarchy, Mm -hmm. people have tried to completely remove intuition. Yeah, right. As like, you know, having a seat at the table, right? Like they've taken the chair away. Like they don't even want intuition to be able able to even sit and and consult with you. No, they've misrepresented it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then if you talk about like this wellness community or the intuitive community, they, a lot of them, not everybody, I don't mm-hmm. think it's everybody, no. but I think there's a good portion of that community that wants to get rid of the ego. 100%. So it's like, neither are right. No. You, you need both. You cannot exist without both. Right. And you, if the more balanced you get them, the, I don't want to say better your life will be, but the more you will enjoy your life. Right. So, I mean, and, and I think that that's what, I think you can look across communities or practices and i think many of them if not all of them will say that you're you're looking for balance oh yes you know what i mean you're not looking for perfection right right you're looking you know the yoga community like the healing community and any energy healer yeah is looking for balance they should be they shouldn't be looking for you know, perfect, quote unquote, perfect health. They should be looking for balance. And they should be looking for your balance. Right. Because my balance isn't your balance. Correct. <laughs> like it, it's just right. in your, your balance right now is not going to be your balance next year. Right. It, you're, you're not static. Like you're, you're always moving. Well, and as your hopefully as your intuition guides you and leads you to more fulfillment, mm-hmm. that baseline of balance changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even whatever you're doing in your life, you're going to call up more. Right. And you're going to call up less. Right. The balance isn't like, okay, I use 50% intuition and 50% ego because they're, they're connected. Like Mm. you can't be using a ton of intuition without your ego speaking just as loudly. It's just that you're ignoring it. Mm -hmm. You, the two go together. It's just sometimes when you're doing stuff, you're going to lean more towards one or the other. Right. The more balanced you get them, the easier it is for you to operate through life without feeling so triggered and you know bad about yourself or having all these self-worth issues are feeling powerless like it's really is the root of power is to have these two things balanced and just be information that you get and then make decisions with agreed okay i could i could keep talking about that (laughs) okay it responds second it never responds first your your ego's not gonna go hey i'm first your intuition says the thing your ego responds right okay it's loud Mm -hmm. so effing loud and so effing repetitive. Yes. 
Your intuition doesn't repeat itself. No. It's it's just like, boom, here's the info. You're going to feel it. It's not going anywhere. Your ego's like, it's your mind. So it's like loopy thoughts going like, here it is again, here it is again. It's like plays on repeat. It's like having a song stuck in your head. Yeah. Well, I, the example that you taught me with that I love and I still think of to this day, and it's about being a parent, but I think even if you're not a parent, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it tracks. tracks. <laughs> <laughs> is that... You always told me that, like, as a mother, you know, you're laying in bed and you're yeah. worrying about your baby. Like, yeah. like not your 15-year-old, like your yeah. baby. Your baby. Right? And you're having this thought, like, what if my baby's not breathing? Exactly. And I think every parent can yeah. attest to that, having that worry. That's just yeah. like a... And not just parents of babies. No, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. But your intuition, if, if, you're, if you're intuitively picking up that your child is not breathing... The second that that hits your system, you're out of bed, yeah. you're down the hall, and you're checking on them in their crib. Yeah. If you're like laying in bed and you're not doing anything and the thought is like, oh my God, what if? And then you start to cycle and spin mm-hmm. and your chest gets tight and you can't breathe and you get teary-eyed, yeah. but you're not doing anything, yeah. certainly please go check on your child. <laughs> go either way. You're not going to sleep. Go check on your yeah. child. <laughs> but like that, I think that that's a really good example of yeah. how different the voices are. Absolutely. Because- just ask yourself, is this fear or desire? If you suddenly right. have a strong desire to check on your child, right. that's your intuition. But if it's like, what if? If you oh suddenly have a fear that your right. kid's not breathing, right. that's your ego. Right. Check on them for both. Correct. But if you want to understand what's happening, yep. you know, I know for me, I would wake up in the middle of the night and be standing up and then, then sort of wake up and be yes. like, why am I standing up? Oh, I think I need to go check, go on, check my on my kid. Yeah. Right. Other times you're laying there and you heard a noise and you're like, I think that was the noise of my child, like doing its last ability to knock for my attention because right. it's in, in dire trouble, <laughs> right? And your ego is doing that. That is your ego. Something right. triggered you a dream or the noise or whatever to be afraid for a minute. Right. But then you're like, well, I don't want to go wake them up. What if I go and I look and yeah, wake you're them just up? Spe- you're just spinning like, in fear. I don't want to wake them up, but what if they're, yeah. if they're dead in their crib? Like, fear, 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 fear. 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 Right. Yeah, exactly. And your intuition's like, everything's good, bro. We don't want to get up. We're we're warm. This feels good. We desire to stay in bed. Right. So this is what's happening. So you can just know, check on them for both reasons. But even if you're sitting there and all of a sudden you just get like a bad feeling and then you start to spin into what it could be, Mm -hmm. you're going to miss what the actual intuitive reason for the bad feeling was. You got to stay out of the fear for a moment. Right. Use the fear to bring it to your awareness. Absolutely. But then use your intuition to get to like, seek attention yes like i mean seek information i think a common well i think it's common with intuitive people you can let me know what you think okay but have you ever had the experience i know i have where all of a sudden you had this feeling that something wasn't right and then the phone rang and it's someone saying something wasn't right yes in that moment you had the feeling something wasn't right you didn't even have time to have emotion about it Right. You just suddenly were like, ugh, the right. feeling. Something, to me, what it feels like in my body is that somebody sort of like knocked the energetic wind out of me uh, yeah. and like my consciousness gets all fuzzy. I was going to say it's like a whoosh. A whoosh, yes. Yeah. If that is happening, that's your intuition alerting you that something's off. Right. Now, if you can stay in that for a second, you'll also probably then get, what, using whatever clears, what it is. Or who it is. Or who it is. Right. Or who to ask, Right. right? But it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings and you hear what happened and you're like, what, what was that? Right. Because your intuition doesn't strike emotion up in you. 
Right. Your ego does. And your intuition also doesn't always have to like save the day. Right. I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. Like, yeah. oh, I felt that. I, I recognized something was wrong. I acted. I couldn't fix it. Right. I couldn't save that situation. Right. But you don't always have to save everything. It Your intuition isn't trying to like push you to be the hero. Right. Your intuition is just bringing awareness to you. Because the hero only can exist in your ego. Exactly. Because it's how other people view you. Exactly. If you knew and had a moment to process it before anybody else. Right. Or just had this like moment of like preparedness in your body for something to happen. Right. You are a hero, but only for yourself. Right. And that doesn't really work in our society. No, it doesn't. So that's where that falls apart. Right. The other thing I'll say is that what your ego is telling you is not true. Mm -hmm. What your intuition is telling you is true. And Mm -hmm. your ego is not a liar, but it's just giving you scenarios. It doesn't have any information. And so if you're listening to this and you don't believe that, (laughs) I'll clarify just by saying your ego is always collecting data Mm -hmm. and it uses that data to reinforce stories that you've created. Yep. Right. So if your ego is like yelling at you or talking to you or whispering (laughs) evilly in the back of your head, (laughs) you know that like if you wear that outfit, Mm. you're going to look ridiculous. Right. That doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that your ego is wrong. Nope. It just means that it's only using old information yes, that you've already experienced, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Your ego has no power in the presence. Right. Like I feel like people listening are, are going to be like, well, maybe I do look re- like maybe you can <laughs> see my muffin top in that. Right. And like, yeah, maybe you can. But who cares? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> first of all, who cares? Second right. of all, your ego doesn't actually know that. Yeah. That's where, that's where people mix up intuition and ego. Mm-hmm. Your ego doesn't actually know that. It's right. only... Going back in the files and yeah. being like, remember that time that you had a muffin top and you felt really awful about it? Yeah. Let's you avoid saw that, that picture of yourself right. and you were like, should I had a muffin top while I was sitting down? Right. Yeah. Your ego is just bringing that up. It doesn't right. know that as you walk into somewhere and sit down, you're going to have a muffin top. How right. would it know that? It doesn't it, know. And it also doesn't know that you might walk in somewhere and look incredible and feel yes. ridiculously powerful. Yes, exactly. It's, it's just It's just showing you old statistics. Exactly. So think of it this way too. Your intuition only has power in the present moment. Right. A lot of people don't like when I say that. Correct. It only works in the present. Right. Okay. Fight me if you want. Right. Argue with me. Try. Well, I mean, just, I don't. (laughs) I do. I do enjoy arguing with people, but okay. So I'll nicely argue with you if you say it nicely. Exactly. But okay. So in the present moment, your intuition fires off and works. It doesn't work in the past and it doesn't work in the future. Right. Can it tell, can people read future stuff with like tarot and all these kinds of stuff? Yes, but they're reading it based on the present. Exactly. They're like taking an equation that's in the present and saying, I think it's most likely that this will happen in the future based on your energy What's currently. happening right now. Exactly. Right. Okay. That's how your intuition works. But the second you change paths you change your future outcome changes exactly exactly that's why the future is like very difficult to read Mm -hmm. even just like listening to this podcast and having this information you just altered your whole future Mm. you didn't know it before and now you know (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) should we add should we add that to our bio (laughs) future alterers (laughs) but literally anything anytime you learn something you didn't know you changed your future yeah Anytime, anytime something good or bad happens to you, it changes 
anytime anything happens to you. Well, and that's the whole trope of like why like Marty McFly can't go back. Yeah. Because he'll alter. He'll irrevocably yeah. alter the future. Yeah. See our episode on time, time travel for that. <laughs> right. Like there is no Marty McFly if he goes back into the past. Exactly. He, sto- he stops existing. Right. And now he's in the future. It's, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> and that's why, and that's why if you don't see yourself as an intuitive person, but things like that, like you love. Yeah. It's because you're like, you're intuitively picking up the intuition of, of, exactly. of concepts like that. Exactly. Right. And it's fun to think about. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So intuition only works in the present. Mm-hmm. Your ego has zero power in the present right. and only works in the past and the future. So what it does is go, let me look at that evidence from the past and right. project it into your future. Yes. So none of it's actually happening. Well, and I think we've lost because we want to kill the ego right. or because we only, we live only by how the ego can serve us and mm-hmm. like make us the superstars of everything. Mm-hmm. I think we've lost the ability to be able to like have the ego run those scans for us. Yes. Like if you can use your ego optimally mm-hmm. and be like, okay, ego, yeah, what show you got? me what are some possible outcomes here. Yes. I would love to avoid that one. Yeah. Or right. that one feels terrible. <laughs> yeah. What could I oh, do? I can, or I can deal with the discomfort of that one. Yeah. Let me walk myself through this one. Is right? this Is this really a problem? But it's like all or nothing. Yes. Because you believe your ego is a truth teller. Correct. It's not. Right. It's also not. I mean, it kind of is a liar, to be honest. But yeah. like technically, it's just going based on the past times that you felt really unsafe emotionally. Mm-hmm. This is what we think could possibly happen that might make you feel that way in the future. Right. That's all it's doing. It's not saying that's what's going to happen. And it's got really altered bias information. Mm -hmm. So you have to remember that. So if your ego is like, hey, you're going to look so silly, like you're trying so hard in that outfit today, Mm -hmm. go, huh, is that that true? Would I feel that way? Let me think about that for a Mm -hmm. minute. And then if you're like, you know what? I think I'm not sure that's right, but I think I'm going to put on a different shirt. Right. You didn't lose. No. You just got information. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If you're like, okay, this is this is probably very real life for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every morning, my intuition says you should most likely wear sweatpants. Yeah. That is how you're going to feel like yourself and the most comfortable because you love you're a Taurus. And you love to be comfortable. Okay. Yes. All right. But then my ego is going to be like, you know what, though? In a professional environment, wearing sweatpants isn't really going to give off the best impression. Right. You, you're like high up in this company you're walking into or, you know, you represent your podcast or whatever. Right. right? Maybe that's not going to give the right impression. Right. So let's actually put on ripped jeans. <laughs> well, and how are you going to feel in that moment? Like yeah. when you walk in and you're in the sweatpants and you, yeah. you meet so-and-so. So let's, let. how about this? Or let's think of some other possibilities. That's a very real thing. It's not super triggering. It's not all just like bullshit information. It's right. like, hey, remember that time you did wear sweatpants to that thing and then you, you felt like physically comfortable, but like then you were kind of emotionally uncomfortable. Mm. Let's consider that here. Yes. Good that's point. all. Good that's point. All. Okay. So that's how they would work well together okay all right the last thing i'll say is that the ego drums up a lot of emotion yes your intuition doesn't right so another way to distinguish is like did i just get really emotionally triggered by that information or not am i feeling very reactive to this there's this space that happens when you intuitively download something Mm -hmm. this is like 
very like up there and like scary things to download intuitively. But like, have you ever been like, oh, this person's about to die? Yes. Okay. In When that happens intuitively, it isn't actually scary. It's not. There's this couple of seconds where it's just knowledge and you mm-hmm. kind of accept it. And then your ego grabs it and it gets real freaking emotional. Right. So there is a, it's really important to see that difference mm. because you'll know where something is like originating. That's a good point. I think in that moment when you do the initial download, it's like, oh, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a bubble. Yeah. Right. Like the information comes down you're like, oh, this person is, is dying. Right. And I, and we don't mean this in the way of like, oh, on Friday at 8 PM, <laughs> they'll be struck by lightning. No. I love this microphone. I do. I like the voice you do into it sometimes. <laughs> um, I feel like it's an, a 900 number. I love it. It's not like that, though. It's more like, like I, I mean, personally, I have known actually many people yeah. who have made, I don't think consciously, mm-hmm. some some conscious, yeah. some un, some subconsciously have made the decision that they're, they're done. 100%. Um, and, and I don't mean they die the next day. I mean, six months later. That yes. happens. There's right? some some turn in their like, like will to go on right. or not that you pick up. Right. Energetically, a flip has been a, has been a switch has been flipped. Yes, a flip has been a switched. Switch, <laughs> yes. That happens. Yeah. And and I don't it's not it's not like it's almost like the air it like sort of like fills up and you're like, "Oh." Oh. Yeah. It okay. is very much like, "Oh, it's very much just information for a moment." Right. And then you feel sad about it. Then you're Absolutely. like, "Oh god." Then you, because you're only sad about it because you start to think about how your like fear starts to come in. Like, I'm going to miss them or like all this stuff, right? Right. Like, how are we going to get by? Yeah, exactly. What's this going to look like? Then you're going to be triggered. Exactly. But your intuition does not bring emotion into anything. And I think that people might have a hard time hearing that. Right. Because it is emotion. Your intuition is emotion. So it's like, wouldn't it trigger all kinds of emotion? No. It actually won't. Because like we said at the beginning, intuition is just knowing. It's just knowing something without being taught it or told it. Exactly. Exactly. So your intuition uses emotion in the sense of like, this is how we want to feel. Right. Not here's a reaction to something. Because your intuition is not really reacting. It's just picking up. Your ego is the reactor. Right. Your intuition is the action. Yep. Yeah. When it comes to understanding these two, I have a very simple analogy Okay. that I love to tell everybody. I'm like 95% sure I invented it, but I, I'm not entirely. I can't promise. I think you did. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard it elsewhere. Okay. But I'm just saying like a 5% chance maybe I did pick it up from someone else, but I have been saying this for 100 years. So <laughs> it's 95% mine. Okay. Okay. If you look at your life as a cup, Mm -hmm. your intuition's job is to fill the cup, fill it with experience, with feelings, with good things, with what you want your life to be, with trying stuff, with growing, like uh, that's all of the ingredients. Your intuition's like, let's fill this cup up as high as we possibly can. Yeah. Okay. Your ego's job is to protect the cup. Right. Let's keep the cup safe so that we can keep filling that cup up. Right, so it doesn't spill. Over. So it doesn't spill. So there's no cracks in it. Right. Okay. 
what happens though is because we're raised in a society that's all about ego and not about intuition is that people walk around protecting absolutely empty cups all the time right they're like look how fancy this cup is look at my beautiful cup there's nothing in it right i don't actually like this life i've been doing this job because it's what i went to school for and i think i'm supposed to do it till i'm 65 and like i'm following all these things that's protecting an empty cup right You can hear it in the way people talk about their life, whether they're like seeking to fill it or Mm -hmm. they're seeking to protect it. And you can see the imbalance in it when you think of it that way. Like some people are too much intuition Mm -hmm. and not enough ego. That is, I know those people. If you've ever been to like a spiritual type retreat, you're (laughs) freaking surrounded by them. Well, right. Because intuition is like sloshing out of the cup. Yes. It's burning your hands. Yeah. And the cup is like cracking and like taped together and like not doing well. And you're like, oh, you can't even hold all that. You don't even know how to use the stuff in your cup. Like it's, it's very evident. So that does happen too. It's, it's much more likely to be the other way. Yeah. But you do see that. So you can like if you think of it that way like look at everyone and go like how do they treat their cup is it all protection and no filling is it Mm. all filling and no protection like and when what different areas do they like like alter from that course that will tell you a lot right and like are they getting a new cup are they upgrading to a bigger cup exactly right exactly okay i have a lot more to talk about with this okay so i think we should take a quick break and then come right back we'll be right back after this short break All right, Heather, it's season four. We're here for another season and we still have our favorite sponsor, Restoration Coffee. What coffee are you drinking these days, Jay? It goes back and forth between a Rachel and a Paige. I'm still drinking my Americanos. So if you want a fantastic cup of coffee to go with listening to the IGG or any other podcast that you might listen to, check out Restoration Coffee. You can go to their website. It's restoration-coffee.com. Check it out and tell them that the Intuitive Girl sent you. Yeah, can't go wrong. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week we are obsessed, not with TikTok, but with seasonal changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's allergy time, really. (laughs) Get your Flonase ready, (laughs) which sounds ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. But it actually, I think, is indicative of how the world is, the planet is literally changing all the time. Yeah. And we're always just sort of like white knuckling through. Yeah, like we're expecting ourselves to just be like, okay, it's a new season, no effect. I'm not going to make any adjustments. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to just pretend that seasonal changes are not something that I need to make adjustments for. Right. I I think the only season we really give some credence to would be summer. Mm -hmm. And that's because our country sort of works itself around like, when kids are in school and when parents need childcare and mm-hmm. and things like that, but that's it. Yeah, 
So here's what our pagan ancestors knew to do. Mm -hmm. They were watching the Wheel of the Year. That's what they were calling it, right? Mm -hmm. They were smarter. They weren't just like, oh, it's this calendar date, so it's a new season. They were actually going off of what was actually happening. Happening around them. Yeah. Right. It's not that hard. There's like lots of things. Your body knows. Your body knows. There's equinoxes that mark it. The light is, there's more light, there's less light. Yeah, exactly. So we were understanding the energy of what was happening there. Mm -hmm. We were understanding that when it turns from winter to spring, that adjustment is much more harsh on your body than the adjustment from summer to fall or spring to summer. Like we knew this and we knew, okay, this is how I prepare my body. This is how I welcome in this energy and align with it. This is what I do. Like there were celebrations built in and rests built in. But now we see them as like holidays where you have to spend time with family. Well, or that you're just like cramming life into like a winter break or a spring break. Right. Or April vacation. Like you're just slamming yourself down to Florida for a week (laughs) and then flying home and shipping the kids right back into school. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. There's no resting. There's no transitioning. There's no transitioning. Right. And if there is transitioning, it's like in this, I'll I'll give myself one day to transition. Right. Instead of being like, what do I need? Right. What does my body need? What do I need to transition here? Right. Yeah. It's jam yourself in. I mean, in pagan times, there there was like more sleep. Yeah. Or less sleep, depending on on the season, depending on what what the workload was. Yeah, and you were also like using your body differently and you were outside more. And mm-hmm. so you were like much more connected to the elements and stuff. Like to me, I remember learning, we did an episode where we talk about Chinese medicine. So I highly recommend listening to that. Mm-hmm. But I remember learning that like, oh, different elements are like stronger in different seasons. So they're right. going to affect my body differently. So right. this is why I'm having this reaction. And if I just add in like more fire or more water or something, if I do stuff that supports that, it's going to be a much easier transition. Exactly. And they're all so easy to do. They are. We just don't know them anymore. Yeah, we've been robbed. Yeah. Yeah. So just pay attention as you're getting the flonase. Get your Flonase. I we are not currently sponsored by Flonase. <laughs> we should be. We should be. Jamie will attest that I tell everyone to take Flonase for everything. Oh yeah, my son takes Flonase every yeah, day. I take it every day too. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a big fan of medicine. We know this. Well, but this is necessary because yeah. I can't breathe during this time of year. No, I think it's cr- crucial. Yeah, especially if you like talk for a living. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So be gentle with yourself and mm-hmm. really look at like what do I need. Right. What's the energy of this season? You can look at our episodes on the Sabbaths and you can go, okay, we have a whole episode on the wheel of the year where you can go, what is the energy of this season I'm entering and how can I align with that? Right. It'll be a lot less bumpy. It sure will. Okay. So we did two episodes on like intuition and ego when we talked about human needs. Oh, those... People we liked those ones. Yeah, and we talked about the universal fears. Yes, thousands of listens on those episodes. If you haven't listened to that, please mm-hmm. go listen to it. Even if you have listened to it, now that you have this info, I would say maybe re-listen mm-hmm. because it might help you have a bit more perspective on how you operate. I, I mean, it's just really important information. Agreed. So I'm just going to touch on it here. Okay. And I'm going to say that you have 
human needs and desires that drive your intuition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jamie just giggled because <laughs> <laughs> on my paper is a picture of Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is the person I learned these from. Yes. I have been to trainings of his. I, I'm i sure you can find audio clips somewhere of me talking about my love for Tony Robbins and like wanting him to like introduce me or like speak at his events. And Call I'm you up on stage. Yeah. I'm just going to say right now, my feelings have changed a bit due well, to recent circumstances. Well, Tony's been really problematic. Well, here's the thing. If you are an intuitive person mm-hmm. and you're not getting, letting yourself be brainwashed and like you actually can critically think, mm-hmm. then you don't hold people that you admire to this place of like, you do no wrong. Right. Like this perfection. I can disagree with you. And it doesn't mean you have to forget everything you learned in his seminars. No. And it doesn't mean I'm writing him off completely. Some of the things he's now talking about and way he's handling things, I completely disagree with. Right. But again, if you just blindly follow something. That's a good point. Not a good idea. Okay. That's a good point. So just know that Jamie's giggling at the picture (laughs) of Tony on my paper. (laughs) Okay. Tony, if you are listening... (laughs) And you want to give me a call, we can work it out. I have some things that you need to understand, though. Yeah, we can chat about it on an episode. Come on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Okay. So he's who taught me these. And again, there's a whole episode on them. But yeah. they are love and connection, mm-hmm. significance, certainty, variety, growth, and contribution. Yes. Everybody has a top two. You can tell their top two in under 30 seconds if you get good at it. It's pretty easy. But these are what drive people's behavior. What are yours? Mine are contribution and love and connection. What are yours? Mine are love and connection and variety. Yes. (laughs) I will say certainty would be my number three. But yeah. So again, we have a whole episode on finding those out, understanding them in yourself, understanding them in other people. Highly recommend. But that's what's driving your intuitive behavior. Right. Okay. Your ego has three fears. Yep. Okay. Every Again, with all of these, everyone values all of them, mm-hmm. but everyone prioritizes one or two. Right. With your fears, there's three. Everyone prioritizes one. It's abandonment, rejection, and being seen as a fraud. Yours is rejection. Yeah, yours is abandonment. <laughs> you can go back and listen to that episode. You can hear all about it. <laughs> You'll learn a lot about us. <laughs> But again, people reveal these. It's very yeah. easy to tell because people are always using language that indicates which ones yes. are their strongest. Yep. So if you just learn to understand them and pick them up, learning them about yourself is huge. Oh, yeah. Because if you know, like Jamie's an abandonment person. Mm-hmm. Her That just means her ego prioritizes the fear of abandonment over everything else. And it also impacts how you experience things like heather and i could be in the same Mm -hmm. exact conversation sitting Mm -hmm. next to each other Mm -hmm. talking to the same person Mm -hmm. hearing the same words (laughs) that are coming out of their mouth Mm -hmm. and heather's ego will read rejection rejection yeah her ego will flag like oh this is that means they're going to reject you watch out for that Mm -hmm. my ego is telling me all that but about abandonment Exactly. So you could have two different experiences or views on the same thing because your ego is prioritizing, giving you fear information about different things. Right. Yeah. They're similar. 
but they're different. They are. And that's not necessarily bad information to get either. No. And it's actually good to have someone who has a different one. Exactly. Because you're, if you both then discuss it, you're well, going to get different information. Right. Because when you, when we discuss things like that, you say things and I'm like, oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch that. Same. Same with you. Yeah, exactly. So you're just hearing stuff from a different right. viewpoint. Right. And it's also not bad. No. It's bad if you don't have awareness of it. Bad in the sense that it will hurt you. But if you're aware that you're going to run everything, like for me, I'm going to run everything through the filter of being rejected. Mm -hmm. My ego thinks that's like the most unsafe thing ever. Doesn't matter how much work I do there. Right. We're set. We've like signed up for that on the dotted dotted line and we can't erase it. So I know that. That means that I'm going to be really good at making sure people hear me clearly, Mm -hmm. understand my intention. I'm going to put a lot of effort into that because my whole being fears rejection and the opposite of that is acceptance right and on the other hand i'm gonna work harder to make other people feel accepted because i'm seeing what if they feel rejected right they might not be thinking that but i do right and then when it comes to you you're gonna do the same with abandonment you're gonna you clock when people are energetically leaving faster than i do all the time <laughs> you're like that person is is gone we're done with them yeah, and i'm tap, like they tapped out what are you talking about because right. i'm not looking for abandonment right, right? That is valuable information. It's just what you do with it that can become sketchy. Exactly. So listen to those episodes. Again, if you've already listened or for the first time after this one. Right. Very, very helpful. Um, I wanted to say a few things about the cultural importance of ego. Okay. So our culture puts a lot of focus on responsibility. Mm. Right? Like, oh, that person's so responsible. A hard worker. Yes. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with working hard, but I've been no. I've been tracking that lately. Mm. When people describe someone, so I so, think I'm a hard worker. I'm often described as responsible, mm. and I try to think of like what do people really mean by that? Yeah, and I what I've come up with is that <laughs> <laughs> I think what people mean when they call me responsible is that they say I'm going to follow through, and I'm going to take care of something that comes up. I also think it means that they know that you're going to take on more than you maybe should. Yeah. And that they won't have to. So they're like psyched. Yes. Like, oh good, she'll do it. Yes. And I probably want to because I also like control. And you like to feel significant. I do. So if I'm like, okay, the way I feel the most safe is if I'm in charge of this. Right. I, you know that I have to do a lot of talking to myself about not becoming the head president of everything that I do. Right. Because I also have that sort of like leadership energy that, that like comes along with it that I end up being like, how did I become the president of this? I don't want to. You did it. Yeah, of course. Because I was like, you know how we should do this, guys? <laughs> so, and again, being obsessed with contribution. Right. Anywhere that I am, my intuition is looking at how I can contribute. So everything that comes out of my mouth is that. So immediately everyone's like, what a responsible person. Like how much she wants to contribute. Exactly. I mean, the word responsible is like you respond. I think people would say that about me also. They would definitely say that about (laughs) you. Um, Mm Self-worth. Our culture is obsessed with this. Yeah. It's made up. You can't actually have self-worth. No, you just are worthy. You you already are. You you don't need to earn anything. You can't earn being like deserving love. Right. You actually are already made of that. Right. And if you're the only reason why you should be working on self worth is if something happened to you and you 
forgot that. Yeah, we can't just like drop kick the idea of self-worth out of our culture because it's right. too ingrained. And we and people are too traumatized. Yeah, and they've they've been told that their worth is based on something outside of themselves. That's right. what the patriarchy teaches. I don't right. know a religion that doesn't teach that, to be honest. Yep. Like agreed. your self-worth is outside of you. It depends on how you behave and how well you conform and obey. And like the judgment of a higher power. Exactly. And that's right. the opposite of intuition. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say like, okay, that's great, Heather. Self-worth doesn't exist. Let's get rid of it. Right. We're too far down the road. Right. So you do have to go like, why am I attaching this to my worth? Exactly. But you don't actually have to earn anything. Right. That doesn't make any sense. It's more like just rewriting all of it. Exactly. Okay. Popularity and acceptance. Yep. Do you think our culture might be a little obsessed with that? I mean, social media really took this to another level. But even like Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Like the entertainment industry. Yeah. Then you add in social media on top of that. The beauty industry. All of it's based on this idea. Diet, culture. I mean. Right. It's all about that. I mean, I have had thoughts before when I have like posted a picture of myself that was really good and it like only got like 10 likes. I would be like, are you guys crazy? Is this picture not as good as I thought? And then I'm like, wait a minute. No. What? Right. I don't need, I like the picture. Exactly. S- stop, brain. And I know, oh, I'm getting sucked into that ego thing. Right. That's what that is. Yeah, because you yeah. want to be accepted. Yeah, we all do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Judgment and comparison. Mm-hmm. I think popularity and acceptance, evil cousin. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Judgment and comparison are things that we view in our culture as bad. Mm. They aren't. No. But what we do with them yes. to then tear people down or whatever are bad. Agreed. You're designed as a human being to judge people and to put them in categories. You can't not do that. The brain loves a judgment and a category, a box to put someone in to oh make God. sense of it. That's what yeah. the brain does. You couldn't exist with so many other human beings if it didn't do that. No, there's too much information going into your brain. It yeah. has to put compartmentalize, in yes. organize it's then what you do with that right. that is important. Exactly. Okay. Um, how you fit into the world, the idea of fitting in, like where do mm. I fit, mm-hmm. is very ego. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going to just say the, like the red hot stove example. Yeah. So if you think of how your ego operates, it's like, okay, when you're a little kid, you see the red hot stove, you want to touch it, you touch it, it burns your hand. Yep. Okay. So the next time you go by the stove... Whether it's red hot or not, your ego is going to be like, hey, remember that time you burned your hand and it felt really painful? Maybe it's the lighter in the back of your father's car in the 1980s. (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) I think this is a lot about us that like for me, it's like a stove that makes food that caused my trauma. And for you, it's a car that your dad was probably working on. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So... This is how your ego works with emotion too. Right. So if you're like, hey, remember that time you were with a bunch of people and you did a lot of talking and then afterwards people were like acting like you talk too much. Right. Now, every time you're in a room and you're ready to talk, your ego is going to be like, remember that time you talked too much and you felt shitty about it? And you're going to think, oh, I talk too much. You're going to believe the story. Right. It's probably not true. No, because then someone's going to say, oh, Heather, 
how come you're not talking? Yeah. And then they're going to be mad at you because you didn't talk enough. And then you're going to be like, oh, I thought everybody hated me. This is the story <laughs> of why people call me a snob. This is the ego loop, though. That's an ego loop. Yes, that's a loop. It. And right. you can't get there. Now, listen, if you heard, if that happened and you heard the thing of like, I don't want to feel that way when I talk too much, mm-hmm. then you could talk a lot, but make sure you're creating space for other people. Right. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. But that's just, that would be balancing your intuition and ego. Exactly. But if you're just then not talking or you're afraid to talk the whole time or you're, you do anything where you talk and scan, yeah. <laughs> how's everyone receiving this, right? Intuitive people do that all the time. Yep. Then it becomes different. A thing that I do, because I do talk a lot, I don't know if everyone listening could understand that. <laughs> I'll say to people, I talk a lot and I don't always remember to give someone space. So please interrupt or please flag me or please yes. let me know if I did that to I you. I love that about you. Yeah. I'll say it every time. And then I, I did, my ego told me about it and I took care of it. And right. then if you didn't speak up, that's your fault. Exactly. It's like, that's all I got. Right. Okay. These stories that come up from your ego can mm-hmm. create something called limits, which we're going to talk about in our next episode. Yes. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Those are created when your ego has a story and then it gathers like evidence. It makes it a belief. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about that, but I just want everyone to know that just because your ego comes up with a story doesn't make it like a limiting belief. Okay. But if you alter your behavior based on it, it does. Right. Okay. So we're going to talk all about that, but your ego creates those and those stories are never meant to be truths. But if you are in a moment where you can't get away from the feeling of being unsafe, most likely you'll create a belief that's not true that helps you in the moment. Right. And that's what that is. Yep. Okay. To wrap it up, ideally, your intuition and ego working together would look like this. Okay. Your intuition would be the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would take your ego's safety concerns into consideration but like the thing your intuition said you would do, and then you would map the route to that mm-hmm. based on what your ego told you. Okay. All right. Your source for creativity is your intuition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, it's it's the pain from your ego and the bad things that happen. But the pain and the emotion is your intuition. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like people get that a little twisted. Yes. Okay. Your ego is going to look for the potential for pain and stuff, but your ego doesn't actually experience any pain. Right. Okay. Knowing how to heal and grow is your intuition. Engaging what your limitations are that are keeping you from growing is your ego. That's how they work together. Right. Okay. Because your intuition doesn't know your limits. And that's helpful to know your, to have your ego point out a limitation and Mm -hmm. then you can use your intuition to address it. Exactly. That's powerful. Your intuition will find fulfillment and happiness. It's always seeking it. It's like, right. do, do, do. Look, it's like, a, it's like one of those like right. metal detectors. It's like right. looking for it all the time. Right. And your ego is like red flag. Something here needs support. Yes. That's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. And that's good information. Yes. Your intuition brings you more love and connection. It's always looking for more of those two things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your ego's like, hey, these things seem like they're really different. These, these are the ways that we're disconnected or here's how to disconnect. That's what your ego does. Mm, also helpful. Right. Okay. Your intuition guides you to grow, change, and evolve, and your ego would prefer you to stay put. Yes, it would. Okay. When you work together with those two things, like, because let's say your intuition, again, with the job situations, like, hey, you should do a different job. Mm-hmm. And your ego's like, hey, you should stay put. You're going to be able to make a decision on when to leave that job mm-hmm. based on both information. 
Yeah, or like what you need to line up. Yeah. So that you can more safely leave the job. Yeah, because you know what? If you just followed your intuition and you quit in that moment and you just walked out, right? you probably have a life where you have to pay bills and stuff. And like that might not actually be a good decision. Right. So the two information of like leave right now and stay forever will help you find a middle. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Okay. So I think working together and balanced power is like a really big deal. Your intuition is going to tell you what you want. Your ego is going to be like, let's let's figure out how to get there without you getting really scraped up, right. without the cup cracking in a million pieces. Yes. If you can see that, if you're if you can be like, I this is what I want. Let me consult my ego for the things that I need to consider on my journey to it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be good, right? You're not always going to get it right. No. This is this is my field of study for my whole life. Right. I don't get it right all the time. No, no. You're not supposed to. No, but if you know it, you can make adjustments. Right. Okay. So next week we're going to talk about limiting beliefs that your ego creates and like what to do with them, why they're there, and how to alleviate them. But I think this will help everyone like really start to frame what it is that intuition is, what it is that ego is, and that they're both really valuable. Yep. It's going to be great next week. All right. Well, both my intuition and ego want coffee. So let's go get some. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.